Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. As per usual, late. Hello, mate. How are you doing? Uh, not great, Matt. Um, I'm, I'm stuck. I've been away on holiday. And, yeah, uh, mate, we've got to do the podcast. Just get in here now. We're about to start. I got cancelled. I'm not, not, not going to make it. Oh, yeah, all right, Flav. Pull the other one. <laughs> no, I'm not joking. <laughs> Matt, I'm not. I'm, oh, mate, I'm honestly. Not I'm in a complete... Mate. Flav, I've had a busy day. I've had such a busy long day. I can't. I love, I love your little gags. I love these little funny bits and pieces. But I just haven't got time for it right now. Just come on, let's get this I podcast going. Really, this is really awkward. I, I hate to do this to you, Matt, but I, I, I'm in a different country completely, and I've got no means to get to you to do the most important thing in my life, which is the podcast. Mate, where are you? You must be like, what are you? What, is this like one of them well hidden cameras? What is it? Prank now? You behind this curtain? You know you're not there. What are you like in the cupboard? <laughs> Flav, I can't do this on my own, can I? You know yeah, you this. Can, you, you know I get nervous. We've bullshit as an entire network of talented football fans. Mate, who am I? Go and get Nicky from, from West Ham Fan TV. Go and get Elliot. It's, look, the, yeah, but look, they're great, but... And, and I can, what about James? What about Specky <laughs> No way. I'm not having James on here, mate. I've told you we're trying to... Trying to make this a little bit more discerning, a little bit more gritty. We don't want that, like, nah, positive. Fair enough. Nah. That was silly of me, sorry. Well, you've all got the others, they're around with me. Mate, I can't believe you're doing this to me. Seriously, you're not coming? I can't. Unless you can magic me into the, into the studio, you're on your own, mate. Yeah, that's clear, Flav. See you later. The Long Ball Street. You're listening to the Long Ball Street and it's not a joke. Um, he's not coming. He's he's finally after all this crying wolf. Elliot, don't leave. No, we we will suffice. So obviously, yeah, Flav, Flav's not actually in the building. That very tenuous, uh, my flight's being cancelled mm. thing. 
whilst he's on Love Island with the current Mrs. Flav. Yeah, t- we have it's a different a, one every week. We have a ten o'clock meeting, and um, he was he was very keen to Skype us this morning. I've, normally, I thought, oh, well, if something like that, that's happened, you just get on with it. He was very, very keen to to do the Skype this morning, which I thought was strange. And he couldn't wait to go. All right, guys, so check out this view. It's like the most ridiculous view. Yeah, bragger. He's yeah, a bragger, he's flabby, he's, he's a bragger. So joining uh, me on the podcast, uh, at the moment we've got uh, James Olcott, who you've had, we've had you on before, haven't I've we, been, I was in the infamous um, podcast after the Euros when England went out and you were angry and Robbie wanted a winner. That's Flav right. just didn't speak. <laughs> yeah, he didn't, he just looked... <laughs> be quite similar. Look, look, look bemused. Uh, and James is a frontman for lots of Ball Street content and, and a great little footballer as well with them little threaded through balls. Cheers, mate. Well, I, uh, the service I provide. Do you know we got the, we got the whole is, triangle uh, here? This actually. is the whole yeah. trinity. Didn't realise, yeah. Because making up this triumvirate of talent, this triple threat, uh, <laughs> is is the, the tip of that spear. Elliot The Spear The Spear Yeah, yeah. We yeah. just held the spear You are, you are definitely the, the Spear The Spear the, So if anyone that watched that game by the way The guy that scored all our goals Yeah the, the, What's the background of your footballing talent Because I think uh, people were First it was North East South Wasn't there the five yeah. side which you, you shone And everyone came back going Oh by the way Elliot's fucking <laughs> ridiculous Yeah And then Yeah and then the, the big game itself Hashtag which 11 aside Not a lot of players Can actually translate from that <laughs> so true, Small man. Not so a lot of people true. That do it in the small pitch Can do it on the On yeah. the big one But mate you killed it I did alright didn't I I don't, don't mean to Ever brag Like Flav yeah, but um, I just had a good game. It happens. I'm not the greatest footballer. What I find, oh, I find, I love how humble he is. Yeah. So I, the, but when the cameras are on, yeah, <laughs> turn it on. What I find is really strange. Is I've played up north and then I've come and lived down here for a year and a half now, and I've played down south. Yeah, the standard up north is so much better. Is it? It's Honestly, do you know what? That's not a bad shout. You know, I go to the Power League. I I made my game playing Power League, five aside football. Uh, went to national finals, played at Wembley twice in the UK finals. Okay, and I was just with my not mates. that humble then. Yeah, not that yeah, humble. Yeah, I wasn't going to start to call him <laughs> the humble <laughs> Elliot. Humble one, yeah. But that's just with my mates. And then I've played at Wembley. Yeah, <laughs> but all twice. my mates and all the circles of lads that we know up north, everyone can play football. Yeah, at a decent. Level. What do you think that yeah. is then? I'm not too sure. I, I, We're just geographically yeah. um, it, better. Yeah, that's what it is. What it must something in the water. Do you think more, it, uh, maybe more clubs as well? It's the gravy. It's the gravy. Yeah. We, do, we do love the gravy. Off, you, we do love gravy. We do love gravy. But as well as being a, a striker for for Ball Street FC, um, and as well as being the humble one amongst us all, uh, Elliot um, also is the uh, the owner, the, the the guy behind the Bear Pit TV, um, the Stoke City fan channel. Stoke City fan channel. I've been going for a year now. Is it um, a year? Yeah, it's a year already. Uh, and it's flown by and we've come on leaps and bounds since the start yeah yeah, yeah. yeah I mean any year now we've got you know we've got almost 3,000 subscribers massive following on Facebook um, and you know can offer presenter and Craig just coming on and on and on what was the what was the reason behind kicking it all off because surely uh, no one goes like, I haven't got my own financial because it's too much work yeah, it's a <laughs> so lot of work, isn't it? People so don't realise that. Yeah. It's, it's not only. So, why it, did you want to do it in the first place? There's just nothing out there for Stoke fans. There's no content. The, nothing comes from the club. Uh, there's no other sort of forms of media like that. And I've got my mum and dad and family who live out in Spain. 
and there was no way for them to hear about anything that was going on. You could get it from maybe the Sentinel, the local paper. Yeah. Um, Praise and Grumble. Praise and Grumble. It's a big show. Radio, <laughs> Stoke, yeah, yeah. Radio Stoke, giving them a plug, uh, where people <laughs> ring in and go mad. And they ring in and go, oh, so uh, have you been the game? No, I'm just listening <laughs> on the radio, but I'm mad. Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> they just kick off. But, um, and they say, so-so was rubbish, yeah, weren't they? Like, how do you know? You've listened on the radio. <laughs> but, um, yeah, there was nothing like that out there. Um, so I sort of took it by the chance started it up and it's gone from there really and you know we've been recognised by the club in some capacity which is you know is unheard of for yeah, some fan channels yeah absolutely um, and it's a weird it's a weird one I guess so, that, that highlights a frustration you've you've had and you've spoken about on the podcast as a Huddersfield fan is not, not having that so I'd imagine the response from Stoke fans is is huge because there isn't anyone doing it I mean, it's not. First of all, it's not a Premier League and then football league thing. It's more of a top five, top six, I would say, and then an everyone else thing. Yeah. And that is that for for those top teams, the ones that the big audiences tune in for, the ones that have got international fan bases. Um, there's a there's no shortage of coverage. There's no shortage of insight. There's no shortage of speculation. People actually seem to make up stories, you know, because they know that that gets hits. Mm. Right, that happens. Um, it's on the back page of the newspapers. It's everywhere. But if you are a Stoke fan, if you are a Huddersfield fan, and you know this as well yeah, as a QPR absolutely. fan, even when you're doing well, and even when you have the big moments, you don't. There's no. Insight. You might get the facts, but you don't get that insight. Mm. Um, and you, you know. It, uh, I remember speaking to some Bradford fans when we were starting off Ball Street and they were like look we've had a good cup run but as soon as we're out of the cup the cameras just the, the TV trucks yeah, dried off and then that's it there's nothing um, so a lot for a lot of fans there is nothing there is there mm. no exactly and you know just that sort of uh, sort of barren land of no content <laughs> for anyone to find anything out and you know since we've come along you find that you know, other people are stepping up the game. It's a it's a really weird one. You see the club now step it up. There's the right. local paper. There's another fan channel. There's so one there's the competition and once yeah. we've sort of come about, I have noticed that you know other people are stepping it up and the competition yeah. becomes a bit more. And I yeah. think that around Stoke we've sort of invigorated that. Yeah, and Stoke's a very passionate environment where yeah. where not a massive yeah. city but huge love for the football team oh, definitely always big crowds home and away yeah very vociferous support as yeah well. very that's windy what, ground that's <laughs> why it's called the bear pit yeah. when we first came up it was an absolute hostile pit to go to it was, it was horrible people didn't people didn't enjoy it didn't like it from Arsenal especially Arsenal definitely you said like you it. said so yourself there that it's kind of unheard of for you to have the relationship that you have with the club yeah why do you think you've been able to do it and why do you think it's so difficult to, to get a decent relationship because I think we've seen that with other fan channels we obviously won't name any names but it can be difficult maybe because of the honesty of the fan channels maybe or is there a business side of it Matt I don't I don't know um, it's a really strange one because you know we've got a relationship with the club sometimes it can be good sometimes it can be bad they could come think back with things they don't like that we were doing or you know we could go to them with suggestions for, for ideas or mm. content um, so it's a it's a strange relationship and but it can be beneficial. For example, um, it's a really it's a really weird one because we went this preseason. We played HSV um, in Hamburg, and preseason I, friendly. Preseason friendly. Right. Uh, contacted the club. I just had a chat with the head media officer. Uh, Fraser. Sorry, you contacted Stoke. Or yeah, HSV? I contacted Stoke. Um, and Fraser, nice guy. 
uh, heads up the media department, he said, you know, we could probably get you a press pass for the game, mm. which is, you know, a fan channel press pass. Yeah. It's pretty big. Mm. Seems like we've only been going a year as well. This is going to be a second season. Yeah. Uh, and we, you know, he helped us towards getting that. We got yeah. the press pass, went out to Germany. Uh, I actually found out when we were in Germany because uh, I, I thought it had gone. The HSV didn't get back to us. Right. And then whilst I'm out in Germany, I get an email saying, you've got press pass for tomorrow. Awesome. Come and meet us. And awesome. I was absolutely buzzing. We went into the press pass. Did you wear a suit? Did you did you no, go for yeah. it properly? No, no. They, they, they don't. No one does that. Yeah, not not in that sort of situation. Anyway, everyone had tracksuits on jeans. But have you ever done that? You know, when the first time you go, like, yeah, you're temping. The first time you're temping, you got a job, <laughs> and you go. I remember, and everyone, even we had a guy, Josh, the other couple, he was doing a couple of weeks of work experience. He comes in, he's got a like, proper same. shirt, he's got the blazer <laughs> on. Everyone's there in like shorts and yeah. jogging no, bottoms. We, we, <laughs> we didn't quite do that. They do that, but. We um, and this is where the strange part comes in because we'd been given a press pass and we'd been given access to um, the mix zone after the game, right. where you can interview players, manager, etc. Something we're really looking forward to. Yeah. Midway through the first half, we had an official come to us and say, "Oh, we, I'm I'm really sorry, but we're going to have to revoke your press, your your, your mix zone area at the end." Why? It it come from someone at the club. Which is, you know, so someone at Stoke could basically say, yeah. actually, we don't want them in there. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if that came down to something we may have done unprofessionally in the day. Or I can't think of anything that comes to mind. Mm. Um, or maybe they thought we weren't ready after we'd, we'd got there. I haven't really had anything back from it. But, you know, it took a little bit of the shine off the day. Obviously, we're still in their depth for getting us the press box and the, the rest of the day. Mm. But, you know, once we heard that and we thought well we can't do anything after the game we went and at half time we went right went back in with the fans had a beer yeah why do you think they're so fearful then clubs I mean it's, it's one of those things isn't it it's, it's official versus unofficial mm. so official channels uh, like the clubs they ultimately don't want to don't want to get involved in speculation they can't sit here and talk about well actually is this player good enough is this player not good enough should the manager be sacked uh, are the board doing everything you know <laughs> they don't want that to happen so they're, they're any, anything that speaks out against that they, they, they're going to be exactly they're, they're, go, they're going to they're going to they're not going to want to associate themselves with anyone that's seen anything bad about the club or mm. how it's run the team because at the end of the day the club are representing those people and they're part of the club so you can understand at times where you know they can be close with you at certain points, but at other times, say now, say I would do a video this weekend saying Mark Hughes has to go. Yeah, they're not going to want to come within 100 feet of us. No. I think that's highlighted in the content that these guys end up putting out. I know um, what do the clubs put out. Yeah, and or just generic uh, post-match interviews and things like that. It is just constantly cliches that you've heard a million different times and yeah. no no real honesty because any little bit of honesty yeah. is kind of snapped up by by the press so they're scared of losing that control aren't they? Mm. yeah absolutely i mean it's a very interesting uh, area and we've seen that before with uh some of the other fan channels um like redmond for example yeah. where at times they've been embraced by liverpool um, especially this was it last week Paul went on LFC TV went for the first for time, the first time yeah and I think that um, you know back in the day I think that there's been times where certain elements of the club certain departments be it the uh, PR department who are trying to get a message out there or be it retail where they're trying to sell stuff because they make profit out of that then they're 
right, Redmen, guys, please will you promote this new kit? Will you show this training kit? Will you do this stuff? Tell, tell them it's not, yeah. And, and Paul and that do that, and, and, and that's great. But then when it's a case of something that's they're maybe a bit more sensitive about, then they obviously don't want them. Yeah. So they kind of almost want to pick up and put the fan channels down when it suits them, which is fine. I mean, I, I personally think that there's a... It's because we're, it's, it's a changing world, you know, and um, certain people understand that better than others. And certain football clubs are probably run um, like businesses are. Some people get social media and get video and, and, and get the authentic voices that challenge things is, is a positive thing. And then some companies are very, you know, maybe the person that makes the decisions doesn't understand that. And therefore, they're probably afraid of some of that stuff. And then they're kind of resistant to some of that stuff. Yeah. But ultimately, I kind of see in the future that this thing will get easier and actually more and more official licenses will start to realize that this is an opportunity for us rather than a challenge. And although there's certain things that, yeah, we don't want to be anywhere near, ultimately can't get away from yeah because people are engaged in these areas and they're engaged in these areas not just because Elliot's handsome and good at football and and very (laughs) humble but they're engaged because people want a true environment where they can discuss things you know yeah definitely I mean something that we find as well what's going on to that point of traditional media and sort of new media what we are is we find a lot of uh, not backlash but um sort of locking horns with the local newspaper it's called the Sentinel Uh, and we can find a lot of times where say we rubbish a a transfer rumour that they've got and put out they'll come back and try and get us with something (laughs) honestly yeah it can happen sometimes yeah and they used one of our videos um, a couple of weeks ago we played Stevenage and Peter Crouch got a hat trick Mm. uh, and he gave away his match ball to a young fan and you'd captured that I captured that and I wish I'd have put some of that branding on because it ended up going quite viral and it was it was something that I just put out straight after the game yeah. to capture the moment but yeah. I didn't put any branding on didn't have time I was on the coach on the way back but it got ended up being used by everyone and it ended up being used by the local paper and I said to them well you could have credited you know I showed them an example we'd had an email from someone saying hi please can we use your video we'll give you right. the credit yeah. absolutely fine Yeah. but they just put it out without any consideration the credit was just you know a tiny bit sort of, sort of from the bear pit TV so I went at them and said you know you haven't done this um, they, their actual caption for the, the video was, you know, humble Peter Crouch is very nice guy, and I put, yeah, and you, you've not been very nice, or in the opposite, <laughs> yeah. stealing our video. And we can find a little bit of back and forth, you know, sort of traditional media, yep. new media. Did, the, what, did they serve advertising around that video? Yeah, exactly. Right. That, that's my whole point. So this is partly my issue, and actually, Nikki, uh, so Nikki from West Ham Fan TV is going to be joining us shortly. Um, and I think we'll get into some of this with him yeah, because, the same because, because lately he had a video and everyone took that video including the Express newspaper who now the Express are tuning to a lots of different trading desks and media organisations so there'll be all kind of adverts going into that from household brands that are funding it and that's essentially someone taking a video without permission and he yeah. pursued that with, with them and, and uh, I think they just said look our policy is to give you 50 quid if you know for that video or something it's like it doesn't work like that no, yeah, that's, that's not very good uh, and again this is a uh, and, and you know for anyone because there's a good chance that someone from the Sentinel or from Stoke City or from West Ham or the Express will end up like listening to this and I think that it's worth saying that and I'm not a fan channel but I work with lots of fan channels and, and I, I believe in the role that a fan channel plays in this world because I as a Huddersfield Town fan 
I can't get to the games and I need to have you know I'd like to have that place where there's content where people give their opinions where I can see the game the player performances through the lens of fans rather than just a, a match report in a newspaper where you get maybe two lines of it or just the bloody score so fan channels play a role right that they do football forums before video came about uh, chat rooms um, they play a role yeah. in, in for fans to access something that they're really passionate about so, so first of all that they, they deserve to be here um, but second of all um, people are always fearful of change digital has been um, sorry traditional media local media has been very fearful of the internet and that's probably how they allowed all this cool stuff to grow when they were you know traditional media they had news on lockdown yeah they were in all the football grounds they were at every single event they had the whole game on lockdown but because they were hamstrung um, by making people pay 50p or a pound for a newspaper when they started to see um, new media forming they were almost like whoa we're going to ignore that and we don't like that because essentially we this is our model and this is Absolutely. how it works yeah I mean my background is, is in TV of course and, and you of can course. see that <laughs> if you sorry, can't, if you can't tell sorry, by, sorry, by his articulation <laughs> if, it, if you can't tell by his perfect pronunciation and his great looks sorry his teddy bear really like I don't know why that worked James is from TV obviously shit, shit. <laughs> well no because you two know that's why I said it right. but my point is that the the relevancy and the authenticity of fan channels is something that uh, traditional media can't tap into can't tap into wanted to ignore like you're saying and now we're at a point where TV is desperate to get all these guys onto to their stuff because it's not relevant it's not authentic it's not as easily accessible it's not up as quick and uh, the newspapers are doing the exact same thing because they waited five years to then really go into online news and they're now going oh they're so far behind that it's now about video news and video reaction to, to content and they're now trying to steal that because they're, they're desperate of, of how how well I guess other people are moving with the times yeah mm-hmm. and it's look, it's difficult to keep up and move with the times um, we're not doing everything perfectly and actually it's a whole interesting conversation about how an organisation um, keeps pace nowadays because so we're, we're in a in a cycle um, change where instead of it being years or what was decades for at one point it's like dog years so we get seven years in social and digital um, whenever you know compared to a year completely we, it, it moves yeah. that I joined fast. in November and it was it was YouTube 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 nothing else matters next thing is like oh there's this Snapchat thing that people are starting to like a little bit you know, now there's Facebook Live yeah. now there's Periscope it just goes on and, and tomorrow on. God knows what it will be uh, I'm scared man. Be I'm scared one. to it, there will be another one, be another one. But, but, but getting back to this whole thing with, with the clubs you know, it is a difficult time uh, sorry, and with the local papers it is a difficult time and, um, but what they I think uh, what they need to do is they need to stop seeing things as being um, competition yeah. and actually think how they could work because I think there's some really nice uh, coexisting relationships that could happen between yeah. the Sentinel and the Bear Pit, yeah, for definitely. example, I mean, and a, lots of newspaper groups. A great example of like the sort of coexisting and using each other's content, etc. An example, a great example from us and Stoke City is we did uh, Andy Wilkinson retired with his bra- uh, head injury yeah. uh, last season, and we, he was kind enough to let us to go round to his house, did a couple of interviews. Nice gaff, wasn't it? 
It was a nice so that, Yeah, it was a nice car. He's a, he's a design, <laughs> interior designer, so I'd hope so. Oh, yeah, really? He is? Developer, yeah. Oh, no, right. He's taken all that on yeah. since, uh, yeah, really? since he's retired, yeah. And uh, he was nice enough to let us enter his house, uh, did a couple of interviews with him, did three videos. And it, Stoke City shared them all from the official Twitter account, official pages. That's nice. And, you know, you don't see that very often. How often do you see a club linked back to a video from one of the fan channels? I'm not sure if that was a first. I'm not sure if it's yeah. ever been done before. But yeah. it's a great example of how you can coexist. Stoke City yeah. didn't have that content at the time. Yeah. Directed people back to us and said, you know, here's the Stoke City fan channel. Yeah. A lot of the... Um a lot of the partnerships or the times where it has happened have been driven by brands who've had certain assets. We did some really cool stuff with Liverpool and with um, Vauxhall, who we were working with, mm-hmm. where they give access to players, because uh, Vauxhall get that in their sponsorship, where they get a day or two. Uh, Redmond went down, filmed some stuff like Dizzy Penalties, video super viral, showed Liverpool players in a good light, having a laugh. Uh, was good for Redmen and Vauxhall benefited Everybody because that, that went round the world that was super vile content was ripped and put everywhere so it, it can happen but with people there that have got a you've got an engaged fan base all of which might read the Sentinel might be interested in some of their long form copy and, and some of their their, their their match reports and some of their online stuff as well as the physical paper so if they started to kind of they could join with you to do a regular show whereby they give some of their insight and one of their personalities get exposure to your audience and likewise you get exposure to their audience and actually you could both win because for you to go and do all this stuff and them to do all this stuff it's like there's kind of a little bit of um, duplication going on there so there's all these efficiencies that can be made but ultimately you know Elliot's not the one that's sitting here with Staff with budgets, probably yeah. you know, with a big parent company. It's just me. It's just it's, it's just Elliot. Yeah. You know, so so this it needs to come. I think a lot of this from from traditional uh, media sources. Yeah, uh, being a Stoke fan, mm-hmm. um, we've what? got at the minute because it's not yeah. going at the minute. Well, yeah, well that's what I was going to get. We've uh, we've got, both got Mark Hughes in in common. Yeah, and um, it's not been the greatest of starts to the season. It's not. And um, despite spending a decent amount of money in the summer, there's a few parallels that seem to be cropping up between QPR and Stoke. I can't. Did, did, did Stoke get beaten 6 0 last night? As they well? did. No, and it wasn't that bad. Who else? You did, though. Me did, though. Yeah. How did was though. that? Just, that before, was... just before we ask this question, Jim, how was that? That was. Do you know what's the worst thing? Is that it's not the first time. <laughs> <laughs> it's happened before. We've At lost, home? Um, not. Was it home? No, I don't think it was a home. We lost 6 0 to Fulham away. Ow. What was What was horrible about it was that. It's a derby. It wasn't that was yeah. Mm. And that, what's worrying, what was awful about this time is that I said to myself, "I was this is how kind of sadistically optimistic you can can or how football fans can find some kind of silver lining." Because in my head, I actually thought, "Well, at least it's not full, at least it's not a derby game." <laughs> how ridiculous is that? How nice is your mind? That it is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was, in that tone of voice, I like the thought of you sitting there on the tube, and in that tone of voice, well. No. Do you know the thing it's is not though, a derby game but the thing is that it does matter you know it matters and that's fine but being a QPR fan we've been in League One we've been in the Premier League there, there's always next season there's always yeah. the next game so weirdly I've kind of after the last sort of four or five years I've you kind of can, I can deal with it it's like it's not it's not the end of the world what I really got pissed off with Go on. yesterday Go on. was after was people leaving here he is. Yeah, Here he is, the big yeah, man fine. in the house. Let it roll. So he's gone, James. You and Sorry, this was a yeah, great story. Yeah. Yeah. Go on, what, what really pissed you off? So Nicky from West Ham Fan TV is here. He's about to sit down. How are you, mate? Look, 
I don't know if it just happens to me or everyone has to go through this stuff, but I, I never really tweet a picture or anything like that at the, at the games. I kind of just go, but it was it was a beautiful night. The sun had been shining. There was a lovely oh, sunset yeah. with the Norris thing. So I go, oh, just have a picture of that. So a picture of the start of the game going, come on, you ours, get that on the Facebook and the Twitter. I get some likes on Instagram. Some likes. So that happens then. Fuels him. Goal one, goal two, goal three, uh, just after half time. Um, I mean, it could have been more before then. Goal four goes in. Uh, I think goal five went in about 55 minutes. And this is what pissed me off. Everyone started leaving. So that, many. That's what pissed you off. That's what pissed me no, off. Not the fifth goal just going in. No, of course, that, of course that pissed me off. Of course that's annoying. But shit happens. Like, they're not going. They're not not trying. It's Newcastle. They've got Gufran and Mitrovic and Perez and Shelby and all these guys who, yeah, okay, Premier League, you might. Turn your nose up to, but in the championship, this is a ridiculous team. They've got way too many people. So, but the point is, we, you don't leave early. It, happened it does this, my head. Happened with us this weekend. Four 0 down. Can't leave early. Third goal. Third goal goes in. People are going because um, this is my theory. I think I said it to you earlier, mate. Is that oh. you get humiliation points when you stick it out with those things, and if you collect enough humiliation points, and Nicky, you can you can count on this one. One day, Bobby Zamora. At Wembley, will score a last-minute winner in a game that you do not deserve. Yeah, of course. That will happen. So you've got to, the football fans who leave early do my nothing. There's just because you've paid, you've paid for it. Yeah. Why? Well, do you all leave early? <laughs> <laughs> I stayed. I stayed to the very end yeah, of every I game. Sta- I stayed yeah. to the end of every game, and you know, I can understand people leaving because they pay their money, they can do what they like. But, uh, why, but I don't, I don't, I don't get why they would because you come to watch the game anything can happen with 20 minutes 15 minutes go maybe not 4 goals against Tottenham or 6 goals against Newcastle <laughs> but you never know it's a football game but we, we had the same thing this weekend um, third goal winning against Watford they were getting escorted out though weren't they <laughs> they didn't want to go <laughs> <Talk about laughs> that, I mean, the ones that weren't the ones that left of their own accord um, the third and fourth goal winning and there was still like 15 minutes left what's it there and Man. Watford had scored two goals in two minutes yeah just before that's the point as well is th- I mean maybe not for QPR yesterday but things like we were 3-0 down to Liverpool once and beat them in the last minute 4-3 mm. and things can change I know a guy I know a guy that left at half time in the Champions League final in 2005 really yeah serve him right it's, yeah so I, I, I mean I think leaving early is always one of the things that enrages some people sometimes you just kind of you've already know you've got to go early like because I, I travel long distances to go see town and sometimes you get up there and I'm like I've got to beat this traffic I've got to go to a party tonight I'm doing this tonight and you just need to get back yeah. so you're leaving early yeah. anyway so not everyone is going because of that mm. but I did once go to watch Huddersfield at Chef Wednesday and I drove from London right and you know when you have one of them long distance yeah. trips and it goes wrong like a bus cut me up on a roundabout clipped front of my car um, the car was overheating at one point it was a nightmare there was road work we had to detour through Chesterfield and, and I, we got to the <laughs> you game you had to go through Chesterfield we had to go through Chesterfield <laughs> so bad it got no but I got there right and, and um, I heard a roar as we were going into the stadium 20 minutes late get in there town are 2-0 up right Jordan Rhodes who was playing for us at the time got both goals 2-0 I'm like fucking yes 2-0 this is amazing at Sheffield right we can relax and enjoy the game now literally we didn't get a kick 4-2 to Sheffield Wednesday right 
and I'm just kind of now like this, the res- the residual stress from the the day things catching up me. I'm getting fucking agitated. You know, before we just seen us getting bumped for two, so I'm like, right, and we score with about um, five minutes to go. And I'm like, right, okay, we're in it. But it's then it's looking like it's not happening. I go, do you know what? Right, fuck it. Let's just go. Let's just disappear. John Rose's hat trick as well. Disappear. Let's get in the car and get out of here. And as soon as we're leaving, heard a roar as well. So John Rhodes got four goals. I've driven like what I don't know, six hundred miles, and basically I saw one goal. What's the lesson though? Lesson is never leave early. Really? Does yeah. out of order. Does Alex and Smithies still play for? Oh, is it Alex now? Yeah, yeah. 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 Keep a story about him. Go, go on. on. Can we hear it now? Yeah, you can hear it now. Um, I was at uni and in Liverpool, I went to Liverpool University, and all my, what, three flatmates are Huddersfield fans. I love that. And they were in the academy when he was younger. Yeah, they were good lads. Good stuff. Of course. Apart from, you know, this story. (laughs) And uh, they all went out for a night out. And I got and obviously so they got played smashed. in the academy. Yeah, they played in I the academy. I love it when stories start like that. And they all went for a night out. And Alex Smith has come down. He was mates with them because they were all in the academy when they were younger, and he was the only one who stayed on. Yeah. And uh, they went out on this night out, and I'm in, I didn't go out because I was probably skint. And uh, I've heard them all come back in. I was like, oh fucking hell, what they're doing in there? Like, I can hear them in the living room. And then I've just thought, I've just done a shop. <laughs> I've just done a shot. Oh, I know that. that, that, that. Yeah. We went through that. And, you, and that's when, when you're a student, and you've just done a shot. Yeah, that is all your food for a long time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was thinking, oh crap, I've yeah. done a shot. They're going to come back in. Hungry. Full loaf of bread. I walk into they the touch my room. ham. I'm going to go mental. <laughs> got it. I walk into the living room. Alex Smithies has got me fifty pack of ham. Oh. Doing all of them in one. <laughs> <laughs> Doing all of them. All amazing. I was going. Yeah, oh, shopping did, did you take it on? Protein, huh? No, I was just like, oh, for fuck's sake. Well, what am I going to do? Is like three lads pissed up. They probably just yeah. smash my head in one spot. <laughs> yeah, you can't do anything with that, unfortunately. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, it wasn't it wasn't the greatest of days. What was excruciating as well as the tube home because I'd um, I got myself I got myself the new kit and I like, I like the kit and I haven't worn I haven't worn the new shirt for years just because I haven't liked it but I like it this year. We have got a new badge. And it was just, I just, it just sounds like a, like a little innocent, like 12 year old yeah. kid. Oh, I really like yeah, that. Yeah, it's, it's a little thing. It's a little thing. And the hoops are back as well, they've been away. And uh, <laughs> yeah, the tube home was just, it was minging because it's just, there's just Newcastle fans. So I'm walking there, Newcastle fans, just giving you the nod, you know, the man nod. The six nil yeah, man nod. Man <laughs> nod, yeah. And then we get, like, get down to, to the tube itself, and there's a guy, I've got my headphones in, head down, the guy's tapping you, and he's like, what? He's going, going, what? He just did the nod again. What do you I said, what do you want me to do? And he went, oh, we just don't beat people seven too often. And I went, oh, like, <laughs> again, piss off. Um, six. And, and then I thought, and finally, six. God, it should have been seven. Um, you did leave early, you liar. <laughs> <laughs> and then the other thing I'd done was I'd said to uh, Newcastle Fan TV, who I've never met, I said, I'll tell you what, I'll, they asked, can we do a, um, a review of the game? I say, yeah, I'll do it. Yeah, well, you know, we'll probably lose 2 0 or whatever. Mm. Turns out you got 6 0, so I've got to come in this morning and do a review on the, the worst defeat in our history. Good 12 hours. Mate, that's, Enjoyed it. that's Enjoyed tough. It. Um, What's the worst so defeat you've been to? Huddersfield um, oh god man I've seen us get pasted all over all over England <laughs> while Matt thinks mine was Liverpool 8-0 in the, in the Worthington's Cup what uh, year is that? 2000 wow when, when you, who what, played, you who played, one then? who was yeah. playing for yeah. Liverpool then? Um, I think they had Heskey no Irwin yeah maybe Fowler Fowler Jamie Redknapp, people like that, yeah, was it? Oh, it was, no, it was the it was two thousand the year they did the Continental Travel. 
2001, 2001 yeah. I think yeah. that was. Yeah. So what about you, Nicky? 7-0, Old Trafford. <laughs> FA Cup game. <laughs> but that wasn't the worst. That was the worst trance. And the worst I've ever seen is I went up to Blackburn. And you don't want to go up to Blackburn. It's a long way. Yeah, yeah it's I've been a to Blackburn. It takes some getting to done it. 7-1. Yeah. At Ewood Park. It's so who was is that? Trip. Shit, who was there? Was that I think that was the same season, actually. What was in that? Uh, same year. <laughs> <laughs> two trips to Lancashire, the long way to go for 14 2 on it. <laughs> what is the. Uh, who was playing for um, um, Blackburn? Where were Blackburn That's at that point? It's the two guys, isn't that kind of thing? Uh, yeah, I think it was, at, uh, it was about 2002. Yeah, was that the Kenny Dow? Was that when they wonder? Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah Pedersen. Uh, what's the guy? That? Flitcroft. Mm. Uh, yeah, uh, Matt Janssen, people Matt like Janssen, that. Yeah, that's yeah, sort of like that. Braguzan in Nets. Yeah, I think I think so. Or Friedel maybe even. Friedel, sorry, not yeah. Braguzan. The, wor- the worst feeling of it all is is every time when the opposition every time they get the ball, you're just thinking, I, d- I don't know what I don't know what what are we going to do here? How do you stop them? Because they literally every time they got the ball, they were going to score. And then you just then you have the thought, what if it's twenty five nil? What do I do? How do I go to work uh, the next day? We once had a um, we once had a, a ten one at Man City, which was uh, which was bad. And we we wore it as well as that because obviously if it's a ten one, if it's double figures, they're bringing that up everywhere. Like, oh, by the way, you know uh, Huddersfield lost in I think it was League. It might be when it was Division One, or it might have been when it was Division Two. And in fact, it's probably Division Two when the Premier League was Division One. And we had the fucking worst kit you're ever going to see. I'll show you this kit: yellow and black checks. Oh, you know what I mean? What the fuck? And you lose ten. Ball Street colours. Were they in the same league as you? Yeah, they were in the same league as us, um, but only in divisional terms. Mm. Obviously, in football terms, they were playing stuff. Miles apart. But the only guy, I think it was even maybe. Did we? Was it ten nil and we got the ten one, or was it nine nil and we got now? I forget. But the guy that scored for it was a penalty we got as well. Uh, it's Andy May. If any of you got revenge though and got him back, we got we sort of got revenge on Liverpool. We beat him six right. one last day of the season. I'll let you know. Just go like that a bit because yeah. I'm sure that didn't Palace beat lose to Liverpool like nine nil and then put them out in, in the, the semi final with four yeah, three. Yeah. yeah. So funny how it goes. We can lose nine nil to Tottenham. And then beat them one nil away or something like that. Yeah, yeah. probably. Yeah, same yeah, season. Right, yeah, you've always got a chance. Though. I look forward to the away trip then. So, Nicky, we've spoken about Stoke City and the, the difficulties at the start of their season, but for West Ham, it's there was so much optimism at the start of the season. It hasn't worked out as well as you would have liked so far. And mm. um, I think the probably the biggest disappointment so far because with the season so so young is was the Europa League exit, which angered a lot of fans. Mm. Yeah, loads. Um, there's been, you know, videos on our channel that have, have gone massive through, um, you know, the disappointment of going out of the Europa. It's never nice to lose to a team mm. in, in in any any stage of the competition, but especially to a team, you know, that that, that shouldn't be in your league really. You yeah, know, it shouldn't be in your class. And were you, yeah, it's a lot of frustration. Were you surprised by? just how angry the fans that you interviewed after the game were I'm never surprised um, there was a podcast um, that went out just after that and it was the video that everybody saw not through us on my end but everyone yeah did we'll see get it. into that um, <laughs> but everyone saw that and everyone you know I, I said this before that I don't like to put our fans in a bad light in a, in a shop when I don't, I don't feel like I did do that I didn't feel like it was a bad light but you know everyone saw that and, and, and somebody on the Guardian um, 
uh, podcast accused us of uh, not just us. They named they named our video, but they named um, you know AFTV um, by name, saying that we we fabricate these things and and we. Um, <laughs> It's just, it's just very annoying. Right, it is. It's, it's like, infuriating because it's a very d- difficult call for you to, to make. Well, for, for one, like they, they say, they like the, the guy said, like he he, um, he specifically said, can you get that upset over a Europa League qualifier? Well, what is your team losing to a team that is nowhere near you in terms of class and? Just remember, a, a trip to Romania isn't cheap, and it doesn't take one day. You know, it's not an easy jet flight hop over to Mallorca. It's, it's you know, it's a trawl through right. you know cities and things like that. And if you're paying a thousand pound, you know, for a round trip for two days to watch somebody beat you, and you know you've paid for a ticket in the stadium, and you, you know you're looking forward to these European nights. You should be. You, you've got every right to be that angry. Can, can I, uh, okay, I'm angry about uh, <laughs> about the Guardian saying that. Right, mm. I'm angry for two. Well, two reasons that I can see right now, and there might be more. One of them is that how out of touch <coughs> with football do you have to be? to not understand that fans lose their shit, especially when they lose, <laughs> right? I'm sorry, but yeah, I have, I've <laughs> been around the world watching football and I've never been in a football match where fans are not getting animated and losing their shit. And I'm not saying that everything that they say is right because all you've got to do is sit on a supporters bus, all you've got to do is sit in a pub while the game's on or with a bunch of fans or walk out of a ground and you have you have, when you leave a bloody football match you end up in conversations with people that you don't know and in the stand you end up with in conversations with people that you don't know about what's happening and about how this player's doing and about a substitution that should be made right and you quite quickly work When you're ready to pop the question the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring at BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Look out in that in these conversations that some people 
are probably over-exaggerating. <laughs> right. Some people are overly optimistic, right? And some people are actually just uh, uh, tactically uh, really, really clever and quite insightful. You, f- you have some, a, a, a wide range of conversations about that, right? So football fans, there's a big spectrum of bloody opinions that's going on there in this thing. So how can you sit there and say that it's contrived, first of all? I, I, I don't get that. The second thing that I have an issue with, right, is that um, because you've, like you say, you're paying a thousand pounds to go and watch West Ham, right, mm. or to, to go to that game. Um, journalists, no journalists I know pay to get into a football match. Of course not. It's their job to. They're paid to be there. They sit there. It's comfortable. They're getting. They're getting brought cups of coffee, cups of tea, things like that. They have all this food lied on, and they're. You know, and, and this access gives them really nice things for their memoirs, for the books that they write, and, and for the insights but that they've in, got. In, in, so in to the... sit here and say that people shouldn't have an opinion, you know, or that they're not uh, they're not rightful in their opinion, or their opinion's invalid because, as far as they're concerned, it's too emotional. What it's the outrageous. hell are you talking? It it's outrageous. No, that's, that's it. They sit up in um, in the press boxes on them cushy tables. You know, with the powerful. At the start of this pod, I had it. Elliot, yeah, <laughs> 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 tell you what it's like. He's, he spent forty-five minutes in there once. Um, but yeah, they they sit up there and he's and half time they go inside into a nice warm place where they've provided with food and you know if they have to get a train, a, a plane or something over to Romania, you know they claim it back on expenses. They're yeah, claiming this back. This, exactly. you know, I'm paying that money. You know, I'm entitled to get, and it's a release for a lot of people. Yeah, through you know. You, you can't act like that um, that passionately at your job, you know, sitting at a desk somewhere or, yeah. you know, in a hospital port room where I know that Dom works, you know. Yeah. You can't act like that. So when you get to the weekend, you're entitled to be as emotionally charged as you wish and you can't ever, ever, ever accuse anyone if they're that angry about, you know, putting it on. Mm. It's, 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 it's crazy. Mm. It's crazy. It is crazy, and I mean, this is a, one of the things we were talking about earlier. And this is a very different newspaper group to the Guardian. And you know, the Guardian obviously is an organisation do a lot of quality stuff. Yeah. So it, it's maybe some guy's got the wrong end of the wrong stick and has forgotten his roots, or has forgotten that who goes to the football other than people in the press box. I don't know, right? But uh, another newspaper group we were talking about earlier, uh, the Express, had taken. Um, one of your clips mm. I mentioned this earlier hadn't they from that and essentially putting it on their website without permission mm. and then they're serving adverts in and around that yeah. stuff and this has happened a bunch of times I know Red Men have had stuff taken by by the mail the um, what are they called the Daily Mail as well so look this is something that goes on is, is that people take content that's generated in your own time in people's own time at people's own expense at people's own passion and then they're just taking that and they're kind of using that to make money out of it now I understand that the um, that business and life and things are getting uh, people are getting better at what they do and understanding what they do but we have tried to speak to some of these places before and said look there's all this great content that, that this bunch of people's producing do you want to do you want to buy some kind of license fee like you do from the press association like you do from perform where you take their mm. content and you put that in your play do you want to take content that we're generating and do a similar kind of thing no one's ever come back and said that they will do that so it's disappointing that they continue to take it uh, without permission no why would um, they buy it when they just take it I've spent I've sent a letter to um, I sent a couple of emails I'll tell you that the full story is they took it um, not they they credited us in the um in the article, 
they put a little tiny blue link but you know that video is my my property I, I I took the time to film it I edited it I you know put my logo on it and another thing that and, they and did the, the, they've taken that from YouTube presumably this is what people can do there, there are you can you can rip you can put in the address of a video and you can essentially download that video and then yeah. and then edit it from there. It. Yeah, yeah. But what you can also do is you could actually embed for what the they video. could they could embed that video within there. So at least if people watch it, although they'd watch it within the the, the page, their digital web page, the view would be triggered from YouTube and therefore that would show up as a view on your channel. Well the two people took it. Right. For okay. what I know. I mean it was going everywhere. Exactly. Um but Two companies took it, from what I know. Um, the Express, yeah. who ripped it, cut our logo out of it. Really? Um, cut the beginning off of it when I said who we are. You right. know, when I say this is West Ham Fan TV. Then run their ad. <laughs> so they're not what they're doing. They, they, of course they do. And then they um, run adverts over the top of it. And um, another company did it as well, called Want My Bet. I've been oh. in contact with them as well. Our video's got 100,000 views. On West Ham Fan on West Ham Fan TV's YouTube channel, yeah. The Want My Bet one uh, that they shared on Facebook has got a million, one million. Want My Bet one has, yeah. Want My Bet has got one million, and I've spoke to them. How oh. how I know how hard both you guys work. How frustrating is that lack of respect that you guys get? For the well, well, the, the, this isn't even the, the, the thing, right? The Want My Bet guys, did they know what they was doing? I think they did, but they tried. To, you know, I did explain it to them that. You know, that's ours. He, said, he did say sorry, apologised, he credited us for it and said, look, I don't really know how this works. I'll give him a free pass on that one. Yeah. But he expressed knew exactly what I was doing. On Monday morning, um, Paul, um, Paul uh, Redman TV, Paul Machin, sent an email to the guy that wrote the article, claimed the article. If you've taken this without trouble, this is a tweet, there's going to be big, big trouble. Uh, if you're going to take this without permission, there's going to be big trouble. Um, Monday morning, I said, "You better email us in." You know, give them my email address. So you tweeted them saying, "Here's your email." Here's my email. You better contact me on Monday morning. Mm. I get an email from a girl called. Rebecca. And that second name escapes me now. Saying, right. um, "This, this, this is this is word for word as it says." Um, we see that your video was used um, for uh, one of our articles. We pay fifty pound for this, so send us an invoice for fifty quid. And Matt, you had to take some words out of my mouth because I was yeah. that upset. You know, I sent you an email, um, and you and you amended it for me um, because I basically turned around and said, "Who the fuck do you think you're talking to? I'll tell you what it's worth, not you tell me." Yeah. You know, there is something weird about. I mean, you don't walk into a shop. Do you and and say this is a great jacket, right? I'm gonna just take this jacket. I'm gonna wear it for weekend, and then on Monday, like it's email the shop and go, oh, yeah, took that jacket, right? I, I pay twenty quid for <laughs> yeah, jackets. My policy is, <laughs> yeah, but my, my policy is I don't spend more than twenty quid on a jacket. By the I way, mean, it's got stains on it. They've not said how many views that's got on their advert, on their website with adverts running over the top. How, how can they say that's worth fifty pound? Yeah. Where you don't that could be their best performing article of the month. Yeah, and got them so much in yeah. revenue. I, I, I say it's in excess of a million as well. One one got a million, and yeah. I think they got another million. Yeah, ridiculous. So I mean, look, it's a. I think that in in some ways, right, it's it's complimentary because in some ways it's uh, 
people are recognising and seeing some of this stuff and what we're kind of doing is capturing some some nice emotions of people and, and providing fans with a platform to kind of to have their say and to, to demonstrate that because it goes on like that I worked at TalkSpot for years and in the post-match shows people phone up and give their views and you know so it's a very similar thing it just happens to be on video yeah. um, have you got a shoot have you else? I have yeah oh go. mate this is okay. sad isn't it no, it's not it's not bad tell them what you're doing um, yeah just going to interview Hector Ballerin which I feel a bit dirty about you know being a <laughs> cancel fan. it he's gone yeah. cancel it he's gone from being humble and yeah. to now being like got better things to do yeah. with, with yeah. stars yeah. I've, yeah. Uh, I've loved being on guys yeah have me back one time. You're welcome back. Don't say you have me back one time. Look at James. He's temporary. I'm the host. I'm the star of this thing. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Okay, so it's Fab and James. If, if he's asked back on. Mate, nice one, buddy. <laughs> if he's asked back on. Exactly. Right, see you later, buddy. See Enjoy. Back. Speak soon. Um, sorry, where were we, Nicky? I think James was talking. Was I? Right, uh, well, I guess the the frustrations of your the robbery of of your content. Uh, the question that I think was in my mind actually was that, and this is I think one of the things that Bull Street's all about is that with that happening, the next question is how do how do you stand up for someone like Nikki? How do you stand up for people like that who who aren't on their own maybe don't I can have stand the, up myself I know yeah. you know what I mean <laughs> don't you no. worry about that come, come on you've seen us both like <laughs> I couldn't stand up uh, yeah you know where I'm going with it. I'd no, stand no, behind yeah. you yeah. what, what can be done yeah and a big thing about Bull Street is that as a you're stronger together if you club together then you can you yeah. can yeah you can have more clout I, I mean it's yeah I, I think it's a look you know we're a, a, a small company where, where we don't have the resources that we'd like we certainly don't have the resources that and the likes of the Express, mm. you know, would have. Um, but, um, you know, we are, and, and what we are not, right, is we're not one of these big production companies that's paying people to make videos. Did you see that? There's a, there a video, I believe, in fact, I know you saw it. There's a video on, <laughs> um, on um, YouTube the other day uh, with this, this young kid um, who's basically, from what it looks like, he's, he's kind of, having a go at Arsenal Fan TV, really. Mm. Because he had a mate on the channel as well who had worked for Arsenal Fan TV. And I don't really understand what's gone on there. There's always two sides to every story, yeah. obviously. But it seemed like this was a little bit of a go at, at, um, at Arsenal Fan TV, really. Um, and and I guess overall, it, is there a bit of a feeling that there's a little bit of a tension with with fan channels and what they're doing as it moves on and it's, yeah. it's almost becoming... People are starting to see it as a money-making thing. Yeah, definitely. And I think that there's a... Um, it's a definite lack of understanding. Completely. I mean, correct, Nick, you know, how many are you? How many Porsches do you have because of West Ham <laughs> Fan TV? Well, Paul's got Ferrari. I've seen that. I'm yeah. No, mate. Um, very little with no money. Exactly. Um, we get something every now and then that might chuck us 100 quid, which then goes into a... A pot to, to to end up paying for you yeah. know travel or or something like that, or if we've got to stay overnight. But everything that I've got, um, I've bought myself. Uh, I've never ever asked anyone for anything. Um, mm. I don't, um, which seemed to be the case of, of this. If this boy, I mean, to be fair, I I, I sort of apologise to the boy. I, I I took real offence to it, and I you know I commented very harshly. 
And I told him he, he basically didn't know what he was talking about. And I just said to him... Um, what did you take offence at specifically? Yeah. Well, the, the fact it, that he, he, he says... He said in one part of, of, the, um, of the video that um, we want our team to lose because... We benefit from that. I don't. Fan I don't, channels want their teams to lose because because benefit, we we right. benefit mon- monetary by the team losing because it generates the views. <laughs> now, what Rob makes and what we make is two completely different things. Rob's been doing it a long time. He's got a lot more fan base. He's got a lot more views on his videos. Arsenal's a, a Arsenal's more a of a bigger club. Yeah. Let's, let's be fair. Like um, they're a bigger club and they've got more people, more eyes on them. Um, but I can tell you now from. You know, and I've, I've said this to him. I know Rob personally, and Rob never wants Arsenal to lose, <laughs> ever, ever, ever. He wants them to win every game. He wants the Invincibles back again. Yeah, you know. Um, and he it, said it, it to me myself. I've, I've asked him. I go, "How do you, do you do better when it goes wrong or goes right?" And he goes, "You'd be surprised. Actually, when it's going well, that's when, yeah. that's when it really does well." And I think um, Sam at United People's TV. Hopefully, he doesn't mind me saying that. The, last year was a little bit dull the football and so therefore their, their views went down a little bit yeah. but now it's a bit more exciting so but, but, but even so right just true. to put it into perspective right there's some people on YouTube make millions and I mean millions mm. but we're talking people like KSI mm. uh, we're talking you know people like some of the guys the Sidemen we're talking people like Zoella people that got millions of subscribers and their videos do 5 to 10 to 15 million views there's, and they're getting paid fortunes by big brands that want to be associated with that content right so some people in this space make a load of money um, Robbie and Nick and other channels um, that's not the case you know it, it's a long way from that it's not, and it's not done for that there's a it's done for, like why did you start West Ham Fan TV you didn't do it for the bloody money, no. did you? <laughs> no. Well, if I did, I'm, I would have gone to quit a long yeah, exactly. time ago. But, um, there's a big misconception about YouTube money um, and what, what people make. Yeah, if you're big, you can make a lot of money. But I think you'll even find that most of the money that they make is outside endorsements yeah. um, and sponsored videos and things like that. It's a top, um, and that's probably it, the top five, probably the top 1% of It's YouTube, forbidden. It's now, forbidden so. to talk about how much you earn on YouTube. Um, that's one of their terms and conditions. Oh, is you it? can't talk right. about what you make. You can't talk about what you make um, on on the channel, you know. Mm. But um, I can tell you, it's it's, it's peanuts. It's pennies. Yeah. It's literally pennies. You're talking about two quid. Yeah, but but it's it's funny, isn't it? Because I've I've heard people talk about Arsenal fan TV before, and I'm not Arsenal fan TV. You know, I. And I think people's opinion can get divided about it because some of the guys that are on there look like it's, I don't know, people think that they're overacting or they're, you know, and like I said, I think that if you go to any football stadium, you see a whole range of people. Mm. Um, so I don't, I, but, but one of the things that was a bit annoying on there was the whole fakeness and exploitation were part of the the, the subject matter yeah. that this kid was saying. So he's saying that it's, so I think what he was kind of saying is that Arsenal Fan TV and fan channels are, Fake and they're exploiting fans like the Claude guy mm. um, t- to make money. I think is what mm. he's kind of suggesting, right? Is, is that kind of what he's suggesting? Is that it? Yeah, I think that was that was because our words come out of his mouth as well. You know, at the same time, there's a production company that he was talking about who make big shows and, and do a lot of uh, a, a worldwide entertainment business with offices everywhere. I wouldn't know what their worth is as a business but it's huge you know anyone that's making shows with Simon Cowell for primetime telling on a Saturday night for like 15 years on the spin 
you know they're He's doing, doing all right. they're yeah. doing okay right and what they do is that they've got a bunch of channels that are about like and we Arsenal fan TV and West Ham fan TV seem to be in the same category fan channels as some of their channels mm. but you're a fan who started a channel Robbie's a fan who started a channel and then there's TV production companies that have paid people uh, that have got facilities that have got infrastructure that pay people to make videos for them to, to, that, as a fan let's be blunt they're people that have seen what Paul was doing and copied that because Paul was the first yeah you know, Paul was the very first they've seen that they've seen what Arsenal fan TV were doing and they're saying there's, there's business there's, yeah. there's money in this people see blood in the water and it brings the sharks yeah, of course yeah exactly exactly and you know is it why I started it not really I got annoyed with being told lies um, I got annoyed with um, being fed things that I know are not true mm. and I feel that every I think every um, club should have a fan channel run by fans you yes. know, away from a big media company who's not created by a yes. big media company because I think it brings out brutal honesty yes. I think eventually um, I think the clubs they they push us away they, I mean West I, I'm not going to go into West that well I will actually um, they they really push us away they really they the don't club res- do the club yeah they really don't don't like what we do I don't know if it's not what we like what we do but they won't respond to an email you know we've asked them for things if you know the few times that they have come back they've promised us things and let us down last minute and then they're working with other people right. um, all the time you know what? But, about control yeah and that's the thing what, the, they can control them yeah. you know and they can't control us we yeah. are let's be fair we're foul mouthed <laughs> you're real ranted, fans real yeah they're, they're the people that are sitting we're the people that are sitting in the stands I'm not saying none of the other guys are you know what I mean I, I, I get on very well with them but yeah. there is an element of control there you know they yeah. do them that, you know we'll scratch your back if you scratch ours sort of thing yeah. and that's not the way it is I expect you know, I don't want to be talking positively and, and, and telling my viewers lies or not, or, or not lies, but not telling them certain information because the club said that we deem that to be yeah. unacceptable. Um, and other people do do that. Um, but I wouldn't sell myself down the river for that, yeah. you know, to, to interview Andy Carroll. Because as soon as you go to, into Andy, Andy Carroll's room, they'll be handing you a list anyway. There's yeah. what you can and can't say. Yeah. And I think that's where, where it lies, is, is the, the anger and the upset about anyone saying that these things, uh, certainly Bull Street's network, is a, have fan channels that aren't, aren't true. Because that, you've just said it there yourself. That's the exact reason you started. You wanted a, a source that you could trust. And Robbie used to only have 4,000, 3,000, whatever. So he was in... I know you've got more than that, but he was in your position. Sorry, subscribers. He was in your position once upon a time as well. But because they're so huge now, it's very easy to to, to throw. I wouldn't care if we had one subscriber. Because it's not what it's about. Because as long as people are seeing our stuff, as long as people are seeing... The tr- you know the amount of people that, you can't please everyone. That's the that's the trap that Rob's fell into a little bit. It's a lot. It's a lot of a bigger scale. But you know we get the same thing. I'm sure Elliot gets the same thing. You can't please everyone all of the time. No. You know because you'll get the people. But for every one person that comes to us, I mean there was a guy the other day asking the club if they could ban us from 
um, filming on site and I was like well no because I fucking own this stadium for a start you know what I mean I'm paid into this stadium I can film where the fuck I like <laughs> on a match day you know what I mean but no I mean in all honesty there was a guy asking you know can we can they ban us because of the Dom video it's embarrassing and then he's getting into me about you've got editorial control and you're making this into a joke and I'm like listen mate I'm standing there with a camera I said, you're quite welcome. I said, this platform is for everyone. I said, yeah. if you're telling me now that I can't put up a video because you don't like it, I said, yeah. you're just as oppressive as the club. And, and, and to be honest... For, I, but for every one of them, Matt, there's 150 that right. turn around and go, spot on. Yeah. yeah. You know? I think a lot of times is that it, probably that person that didn't like that video is disappointed with the defeat, first of all. And that video is a reminder of it that video being used in places um, where other fans would pass it around and go oh, look at them that's the kind of thing that then compounds that guy's misery uh, yeah, that, that, and, and, and I mean Arsenal Fan TV for example I've seen people say this stuff about Arsenal Fan TV and people that I know um, are, are divided about because they say it's not right for Arsenal fans right? or it's only viewed by people that aren't Arsenal fans well I don't, that's obviously not true but if Arsenal had been winning this last couple of years, right, they'd be the Arsenal fans would be Love loving it. it. Yeah, of course. Because everyone wants to, you know what I mean? But but you can only have one winner of the league. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? There's no, I mean, everyone's disappointed, aren't they? At the end, it's like, oh, fucking hell, we spent all this money. We should win the league. Everyone can't win the league. Only one bloody team wins it, right? Listen, so, there's a, so there's more people that are disappointed in the end of it than there are that are happy yeah. about it. For the people that have come around lately about um, sort of the Dom video, now, as I said before, um, he's quite as welcome to come and give an opinion as Dom is. You know yeah. what I mean? I don't oppress anyone. We don't edit any videos. We yeah. don't cut anything out unless there was something really offensive. Yeah. We don't touch it. But he's quite welcome to come and you know give his view if he wants to give yeah. him more sense. But if he wants to tell Dom is an idiot, yeah. you know, let him tell him he's an idiot. Yeah. But I didn't see these people popping up when we was at Goodison Park last season when we won 3-2 and yeah. the Emirates and won 2-0 yeah. I didn't see no one say oh don't show that it's, yeah. it's embarrassing exactly. it's, what, what you're kind of showing is the story of the club the club's fortune yeah, through, down, through the right. eyes of the fans yeah. the, I, I love that I like that honesty right um, I wish we had that for Huddersfield Town I, I would like to be a part of making that for Huddersfield Town because I'm sitting here in London thinking I'd love to see what people think about this player. I'd love to see whether uh, people's excitement at the moment about Wagner. But that doesn't mean that just when it's going bad, if I don't want to look at it at that point and I think I don't want to go to the game or I don't want to, <coughs> I don't want to read about it, that's a choice. You don't have to. You know what I mean? Mm. But I love fans. So I, I, I'm an Oakland Raiders fan. I, I look at Raiders podcasts. But yeah, you're right. Ultimately, football's about opinions. And the other thing with Arsenal, you're so right, Matt, that things people in, we live in a world where you can take <coughs> six seconds of something and turn it into something else but if you actually look yeah. at Arsenal Fan TV's uh, total uh, coverage in terms, of, in terms of fan cams you've got the optimistic one you've got the, the one you've got Claude who often wants Wenger out you've got Mo who's very analytical you've got DT who's who's different you've got Mems you've got all these different difference he's oh, an understatement <laughs> yeah but, so you've got all these different opinions so if you're an Arsenal fan and you go and watch which, that again you've got a choice to pick life. the one that you want which yeah. is football completely Some Tony Pulis wants to play a long ball Pep Guardiola wants to play yeah. short passes it's, it's that's all football. about opinions and it, I don't think you can sit here and say it's invalid or it shouldn't be told 
So, mate, you know, I, I think keep on keeping on. Um, I love you, you, the the channel that you guys have. I, I love some of your editorial, and what I like about it, it's real. You know, you mm. guys are real people, and for anyone to sit there and question motives or anything like that is ridiculous about you or any of the fan channels. And, and this is the distinction for me: is that there's there's fans that are making content from a fan's perspective and that are showing a fan's perspective. Eighty quid camera, eh? Eighty quid camera. What, what eighty? That's what I started with. Yeah, right there you go. I bought it from cash converters or something, and I scraped to get that together. Mm. Uh, the four of us bought it together. Um, a laptop that my missus didn't need anymore. Mm. Um, that's what I used to edit video. It used to take me <laughs> all night. To I edit remember video. when we first met. That was one of the things you were struggling with, wasn't oh, it? I never used to sleep. He's Honestly. hard editing though, isn't it? I'm not good at it. Uh, James is. I've been trying to teach him. Yeah, you did teach me facts. I did. I've made two videos. Well, on that yeah, yeah. No, that's so, it. so from one misunderstanding, maybe to another one now on Saturday, uh, there seems to be a lot of trouble at, at West Ham, and it kind of comes from a misunderstanding between, I think, from your point of view, from the from the board and the people who are up at the top and, and yourselves. Uh, in terms of standing at the game, um, what was what happened on Friday? Let's start at the beginning there, because that's from watching post-match pint, which you can watch every week on West Ham Fan TV, uh, which is brilliant. It's just mm. it's such an easy watch. Um, guys talking about the game after the game. Um, you guys were talking about it then, and it seemed Brian was saying that it seemed as though on Friday that's where it kind of kicked off to a new gear, the, the yeah. whole standing up thing. The, the team's not been in the greatest of form. Um, we've only won one game all season um, I know that we're only four in but including Europa League games I think we've won two and that's you know pre-season wasn't great either um, and you'd finished you know on a real high a last real year real high last yeah. year yeah but um, you know it, it, I don't think it's anything to do with that um, but you know it's been a bit of a downer to see your team so many injuries so many de- such a depleted team and on Friday um, after all the nonsense from the Bournemouth game everyone was sort of like in a good mood you know, sorry for like, those who don't know about the nonsense of the Bournemouth game yeah there was a bit of fighting there was a bit of stewarding there was a bit of this standing up nonsense um, so basically this is fans standing through the game and then stewards come in and saying will you sit down and because there's a bunch of people standing up people are kind of going well and ignoring the stewards I mean which is it's, this isn't uh, exclusive is, to West Ham is it this is happening all no over it, the it happens everywhere the, the thing is it's such a clusterfuck from the club <laughs> it is it's honestly because uh, um, there's so many things that they haven't looked at mm. uh, in terms of you know people that are sitting together you know you, you normally get it over in we used to call it Chav Corner right, right next to the away oh, fans well. Certain people would sit there. Certain people would sit in the Bobby Moore stand. Certain people would sit in the West stand. And when they've all come to renew their season tickets, um, these people in the reservation centre are just going around clicking on all these different seats. You know, do you like that view? Do you like that view? And they've just mixed them all (laughs) together. And it's just a clash clash of culture, culture, definitely. Um, There's other stuff as well. I mean, that... just a complete you know, lack of understanding. Yeah, it? it is a complete lack of understanding. And you asked me the other day, how do you how do you solve it? There shouldn't have been a problem to yeah. solve. It, it, you can't solve it now. It, it, unfortunately, for the whole year, 
this is how it's going to be. I'm not saying that people are going to be punching each other's faces in all year. But it's going to be a problem. But there's going to be problems, yeah, with people standing and sitting. You know, um, and the easy uh, resolution, and, and I know I've got mates, a Brentford fan, and when they would get to play a final or whatever it was, they would let you know, do you want to be in the singing section? Right. And if you could, if you want to be in the singing section, that's pretty much code for well, you're going to be standing up and you're West, going to be rounded. West Ham are so desperate. Oh, no, it's just funny. West Ham are so <laughs> stand, yeah, singing means standing. You're, yeah, you're totally but right. But it could have been so such an easy thing to do to get but that sort of behind the, the goal. You're all there, happy days. The thing is as well, the LLDC or whatever the fuck they're called. What is that? Um, it's the people that built the stadium, more or less. Um, okay. Company that run it. The right. Company that actually own it. Yeah. Um, they're sort of refusing to give West Ham the license for the extra 9,000 seats that they uh, can do unless they can get people to sit down why I don't know I mean you know things like telling people to sit down and then get into your seat and discovering there isn't one yeah hilarious come on what so in the Bournemouth game they haven't even brought all the seats down yet there was was three people uh, 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 no, I think more than that actually. That turn up with tickets and the back seats haven't been put in, and they're like, oh, no. just sit on the concrete. And I, I would, I would have said no, no chance, no chance. But um, it's bad. The people that are causing trouble, you know, no matter what people think, I can understand standers. I can understand people that want to stand. I can understand, you know. And next year, it will start to sort itself out where people start to find Move. out where people yeah. are, are congregating mm. and. You know, people won't like it there. I, I mean, I, I got in trouble once. I, I got into a, a big argument at Upton Park about standing. I used to stand all the time. My, my legs can't take it these days. That's the <laughs> only reason I sit in the upper tier. <laughs> but um, I used to stand, and there was uh, two people, and I was arrogant, and I was a twat for not. You know what I mean? Because right. there was two women sitting behind me who wanted to sit down. Yeah. And I stood there. And they kept on tapping me on the shoulder, tapping me on the shoulder. And my answer to them was, stand up, everyone else is standing up. And they flipped their lid. And <laughs> rightly so. Rightly so. But... It's nice of you to be so candid yeah. and, and No, and I, was, I, was, I, was, I was young. But, I was, that, but that, that thought process is what exacerbated it after the letter came out on the Friday. And yeah. the letter came out to all the so fans. So what's the me about the letter? So the letter was saying that you you need to be... Basically explaining the situation that Nick just said that if they want the extra seats, then you need to sit down. That's what we've been told. Um, to be honest with you, James, I don't give a fuck about their extra seats. I've got my seat. I don't give them monkeys about the extra 9,000 seats. And neither do the people sitting at the front. The only people that care about the extra 9,000 seats are the club. Mm. Because they're the ones that... But we don't benefit from an extra 9,000 fans. Yeah. You know what I mean? People are, 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 are sitting there saying... Um, you know... Like, they, they, they're they refusing to sit. What benefit are they going to sit? They're saying that there's people that they don't want in there anyway. You know, new fans, uh, there's new breed of fans. They don't care about an extra 9,000 coming on. What does it matter to them? Yeah. It does not matter one thing. The only people that it benefits is the club. And that's that's the problem, you know. And, and there was another... Can, job, can I bring you? up another issue? I don't even think we've got this in our notes here. But yesterday I found out, right? Now, all through the summer, there was this massive... Um, video and and press campaign trying to make this place look amazing and it is amazing don't get me wrong the look of it is fabulous but it's you know 
it's difficult, isn't it? Because any move or new thing of that magnitude, it seems to be a very difficult thing. And I think that a lot of clubs have kind of got this stuff wrong. Um, you know, so I, I think it's a it's, it's, it's a tough scenario, but it's it's kind of staggering when you think about it. That at that top end of the game of which West Ham are, they're you know they're they're a very good club with good tradition. This stadium didn't just happen like that. It's been coming for a while. Um, you know, bear in mind that countries when they've got no, they've got a World Cup coming. They, they sometimes end up building lots of different stadia. Um, you'd think in London, <laughs> you'd think with a club that's got some real big, you know, business names that you know, you know, Karen Brady, who's um, from what I see of on The Apprentice, looks a very astute businesswoman, etc. You know, you would think that this all would all be uh, sorted, and it seems to be a shame because what it looks like is that a lot of these tensions are bubbling over. They're creating all this kind of distraction for the entire football club. And maybe this is kind of why it's not happening on the pitch because there's a lot of other things that are, seem to be going off that's getting everyone's focus rather than actually, you know, let's let's play football. And what it looks like as well is that why don't they just wait another year so that everything is in place and they've got everything sorted? That's exactly it. That's exactly so what. The reason why they, is because they want to make more money. Because they want to make more you money. Get Twenty thousand more people you've, watching yeah. it. You've got this big TV deal in place. They wanted to put West Ham on the map. Mm. Uh, I don't care about what happens on the pitch. If we went down, I wouldn't give a give a monkeys. I want to make sure the people inside the stadium are safe. Mm. It doesn't matter. I've seen West Ham go down. I've seen West Ham yeah. bad. I've seen West Ham brilliant. You know, I don't care about any of that. The first thing, and this is this this is the. the, the I'm not saying it's the chairman. The chairman don't run these sort of things. They own the club. They've got people looking at these things. But one person that is responsible for that is Karen Brady, who has enough experience. Doesn't she? I don't think she gives the monkeys, James. And that's the gods and that's that's the problem. There is enough. Mm. There is too many people in that club that don't care about. You know, I meant what I said on post-match pint. They don't want people like me in there anymore. Yeah. You know, they don't want people like me sitting there whinging and moaning. Yeah. They want somebody that don't really know what's going on. That's got five hundred quid to spend. Yeah. And they want tourists that are going there yeah, and basically yeah. spending spending it up in the club shop, taking selfies. And uh, with all in kits and but, stuff but, like but that. But all yeah. this hoo-ha, I get you. all of it, the standing, the fighting and all that, it doesn't. I don't think it comes on a patch to moving us in there with no safety. Yeah. And yeah. I, I, I've got no idea how they've got a certificate. Yeah, I, that's the thing. Is like, Where's the, the league's role in this? You know? Because you see it with, with clubs that are taken over by people because they've got money. Right, we were talking about this the other week. You look at Glasgow Rangers. Now, players come and go at Glasgow Rangers. Managers come and at all clubs. Managers come and go. Owners of the clubs come and go. Right, they buy it like businesses. They try to make money out of this like businesses. The one ever present, the 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 one thing that remains is the, the loyal fans and the people that attach themselves to the sport that fall for all the patter, all the romance of a, of a win, the, the rivalries, you know, those rich narratives and stories that are handed down to you by fathers as it was with you and uncles and, and family as it was with me. Um, and we're the ones that, that are constant. And I kind of feel that, unfortunately... They don't care about fans that much. They, they really don't. don't. What they care about is kind of money. And and what I really resent is that, like what happened with Rangers, and I know there were, there were financial regularities that went on at Rangers, right? 
but the fans didn't make them decisions. But the fans are the ones that end up being punished suffered, yeah. by you know by being relegated by all that. And actually, the whole Scottish football suffered from that whole thing. Now, how? Who's the guy? Right, that if it's a league and it's a federation of sorts, and it's an association, it's a it's a body that works together that's able to trade its TV rights and its assets around the world for fortunes of money, right? And and that economy all kind of works. How are they not able to right now to to ensure that the people that come in and take over a team, right, have got everything in place that they need to get in place. And I don't just mean capital, but I mean um, the right plan, the right people to carry out that plan, the right vision, that there's a certain amount of, of ethics within their thinking that accommodates the interests of that whole community. Rather, it seems to be just, well, there's a rich guy, where you're from, don't really matter, in you come, mate, there you go, awesome. By the way, can you hook us up with one of your sponsors from back home? Well, this week we'll get more TV. Amazing, do what you want with it, because we, you know, it's yours now. See you later. In the NFL, that wouldn't happen. It's be- yeah, it's because like, of that structure. It's because it, it, of the it, it, Premier League. You've got the Premier League and the FA. And the FA don't have an, they don't have any clout because the Premier League is so powerful because it all comes down to money, like you said. Yeah, and the Premier League, it seems to really be at the behest of a few of these big clubs that have really got the, the, the power. I mean, I don't understand it deeply, but what I do know is in, in America, right, there's a whole series of meetings and presentations and uh, that, that have to go on to, uh, A, if you've got a club, but even if you've got a club, so say if you're the owner, or like Mark Davis, the owner of the Oakland Raiders, for them to move that stadium, they've got to have a plan, and that plan's got to be shit hot, you know what I mean, it's got to be a very well thought through thing that sits there and, and justifies, and the whole uh, league gets to kind of vote on what happens with it. Now, there's obviously a lot more to it than that, but it seems that in England, right, anyone can, that, that shows that they've got money, mm. right, can pick up a football club and then they Look can go, Polk's do you know what I'm going to do now? I'm going to change the name of it because I can. I'm going to do this because I can. And actually, these financial regularities that I've just signed up for, now I'm going to sell it and leave the club with all these contracts and all this shit that they've got to deal with and I'm just going to fuck off now and pursue some other business interests. You know, it's, it's not right, you there's know. There's a league structure in Germany you know, for, for clubs, where um, it's not a, a, um, a nailed-on agreement. I think there's a couple of clubs that went against the grain, but it it, it says that the fans must have the majority shareholding. There's a, this one percent rule. Yeah, I like that. They have to be fifty-one percent of the um, of the club's board. You know, as I said, there was a club I forget who it was that went against that. And but you know, although it wasn't the law, it was you know a gentleman's agreement between the clubs t- to do that and every club did it and one club went against it and they got you know they got badly um, what's the word reprimanded yeah they was reprimanded yeah and that's what it should be I mean you shouldn't be able to have some guy because at the end of the day that's a, people have to accept I think and, and we're going to have to start accepting that the football club you fell in love with is gone especially in the Premier League they're gone it's been replaced by this big Corporate, um, you know, the team's still there, but everything around it is is completely different. And it's either one of two things: we either have to accept it, or they're going to have to give it us back. That's it. That the kind of I feels like it's more maybe because we've gone on for a little while. I yeah, guess yeah. it's maybe a good final question. Is there's it feels like there's two roads here, and it depends on. And we're talking about fans' opinions. Are you an optimistic fan or? Or pessimistic fan is either 
fans are going to kind of come together and sooner or later teams will, will fall by the wayside in terms of those those rich owners and it will be a load of um, load of AFC Wimbledons and the you know, teams in the German League Dormans or the future could be you've got it's just it's just all about money and, and as you say those those clubs and those fans aren't well, the hilarious thing that in I mean this is where we end now we should leave it because it's been long uh, the hilarious thing is at the point in which we're ending this right yet we've been speaking and we've been defending us in regards with exploitation <laughs> do you know what I mean our fan channels sitting here chatting it's yeah. Going, yeah 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 accused getting accused of exploitation <laughs> yeah. in this bloody world of football it's like crying out loud people have been drinking the Kool-Aid that much <laughs> now that they're like it's like a Stockholm syndrome there such uh, a good part of it so yeah, mate, Nick, thanks for coming in. Uh, Elliot, thanks Pleasure. as well. James, thank you for, for looking after us. That's all right, mate. Um, thank you for just being you. Well, I, I didn't want to be the one to say that. Well, that's uh, <laughs> Yeah, look, uh, that's uh, Long Ball Street for this week. Um, see you at the far post. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well... HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.